Welcome to the Father Forward podcast by Dadversity, the show which shines a spotlight on the dads who are using fitness as a foundation for their success. Jason Donnelly, from the Big Apple to Copenhagen, the man who froze his midlife crisis right off. After many years of living his best life in what could have been confused for madmen, his creative director wasn't expected to get his whole life blown apart in a chance meet with the DMV in New York. Six months on, we're analysing how this dad lost 30 kilos and how that process started by taking the plunge into cold water. Join this best-selling author as he talks us through his journey on Father Forward. We wanted to do this this podcast because a lot of the stuff at Diversity right now is is delivered by Diversity coaches, and it's incredible content. It's a lot of tactical, practical advice that dads can take away and go and do themselves. But one thing I really, really like about speaking to dads in the community about their own story is these are real life events of people that are actually doing this thing and going out there to change their lives. And I think it's important for other dads to hear that it's possible to get yourself out of a, out of a, a tough spot and, 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 and do it quite quickly, actually. And so welcome to the podcast. How are you feeling? Thank you very much. Great introduction and feeling pretty good. I'm excited to talk and, and I love everything you say i don't know am, am i allowed to swear on this podcast yeah oh yeah we are so yeah, okay. we're going yeah we're going yeah perfect Un- uh, dads out there there's a line that i've said multiple times on on social that that i like a lot and i i don't know maybe it resonates with you it's you can do this shit you just have to do this shit and yeah. that's the thing like so many dads are like i want to but eh. I don't know if I can. I don't have the time. You have an excuse for for everything, and I know I did. So, <laughs> well, so when we when we started, I mean, we we've this is this is kind of strange. I think you meet like a few people in your life that you just like immediately click with, and you're genuinely like fascinated by, and you're looking forward to the next conversation. And you were one of those those guys for me. I mean, this is like the second or third time we right second or third time we we've, we've spoken. Right, it, yeah. it, like there just feels like good energy, and and I'm always intrigued about about you and and like your story and so let's like let's start let's start with that obviously you've recently you've recently published a book cold feet feat if anyone wants to to take a look and we'll we'll share more insight into into the book as well and 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 i guess why that was the outcome of the work that you did but where did it all start so you you grew up in in the states right yeah i grew up in pennsylvania lived there for a lot of years the the funniest part about my background is blah 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 i lived in pennsylvania went to college i had the greatest experience in college i had a great time i failed out of college and then i moved across the country to arizona and started into college recruitment and i was like i should probably get a degree since i'm telling all these people to get degrees i should probably do that and then over the next few years i just went crazy and while working full-time i got an associates a bachelor's a master's a master's a master's i got three masters after failing out of college and i think it was just like the timing made sense to me and i i knew it was time and instead of when i got to college and i was just like a wild boy and free to do whatever i wanted away from mommy and daddy so what what, went nuts have you always been that kind of 
motivated by learning and learning and development and continually sort of no. announcing what you know or just not at all <laughs> no not at all i think i don't even know how it happened i these days i can't get through a day without like trying to learn something listening to a book reading a book anything but back in the day it was just how can i how can i have fun what's the next fun thing that i can do every day all day or at least aiming towards the weekend where i'm gonna <laughs> so that that's interesting though because that because i'm very similar like during childhood i didn't want to learn at all dislike school like not an academic yeah. at all and so but more recently over the last probably five years that's changed a lot like I, i'm very similar very similar to mindset to you now in terms of I, I read quite a lot i try to like continuously develop my knowledge in certain areas and stuff what why like was there a moment that changed for you or is it just life kind of yeah you you want to achieve different things you need certain levels of knowledge to get there like what what was there a moment yeah. you look back on and just go yeah my behavior changed there because of i I don't know. I think the, the, the lamest response to this question is knowledge is power and I like to have yeah. power. <laughs> so, so I, I like to know as much as I can, even if it's not perfect, I, I like to know a little bit about everything. Yeah. 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 You, you've always, oh, it looks like look, your sort of career trajectory. You've always been involved in in the creative space, right? Or for, or for a long time now. And I'm looking back to, yeah, the the goats when you did morning goats author interviews yeah. and you spent some time with with Vayner Media when it was still like relatively relatively yeah, small, in, in a couple of hundred. Yeah, a couple of hundred people. So you got exposure to the likes of like Gary Vaynerchuk very, very early in your career and then yeah. moved through and then back to Vayner and but constantly looking at this creative space and and almost like content creation, I guess. And and I'm intrigued about like where you got into that, what, what kind of, what happened where you thought, actually, I need to get into creative industry because recruiting is not creative at all. Is it relatively like it's not, there's not that much flexibility in terms of creativity that you can, that you can get out of that space. Yeah. At the time, definitely not. I think now recruiting has changed into like Mm. an almost brand personality and creation thing on its own. So I, I think it's a different world now, but at the time I went straight from, college recruitment over in Arizona to college recruitment in Pennsylvania to creative recruitment in New York. And in New York, I started recruiting for creative agencies. So I started recruiting copywriters and advertising and media design, designers, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, I have, I have a master's in creative writing. I I think I think I could get into that. I think I like what I'm talking about. So in the middle of recruiting, I befriended this ECD at VaynerMedia, an executive creative director. And I said, hey, I got this guy. He's got three master's degrees. He has a book on social media coming out and he wants to get his foot in the door. Do you think you'd talk to him? And she said, oh, we're not, we're not paying recruiters right now. And I was like, oh, it's cool. I'll give them to you for free. And she said, sure, send him over. And I was like, it's me. Hello. <laughs> and uh, I went in and and basically I got my education at VaynerMedia on marketing. I already had a, a bunch of degrees in my under my belt, but no actual marketing experience. And another crazy thing about that, I just remembered on, on day two of my copywriting career, on day two, they sent me to Facebook offices as a creative on day two for Quaker oatmeal. Like I was 
terrified with all these high ups in in creative at Facebook. And I was supposed to just start interjecting and throwing info out that I'm like, I'm the creative guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Day two. So, yeah, I was thrown in. I was ready to rock. And it was it was a good time. <laughs> you know, we we it's, it's kind of interesting that 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 job application is is like is nuts, isn't it? And I did something similar similar to you. Like I'm a huge proponent of of just doing things differently. And 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 I remember when I was like I, I applied for a role early in my career that I just wasn't qualified for. I'd got some skills, but ultimately I just wasn't that qualified for. Yeah. And and I ended up just putting like my CV in a in a like Willy Wonka branded chocolate bar and printing it on gold paper. The CV. So when they opened it, it was like a golden ticket. And I was just yeah. like, and it's it's mad because it. it like it just gets sugared all, but it's intriguing to know for any dads out there. I know like diversity is primarily focused on like health and fitness and and, and well being right now. But it's interesting to know that dads that are that are frustrated in their career, there are always just nice little creative ways to to change that career trajectory very quickly as well, isn't it? Oh yeah, and and the <laughs> I won't say the thing I'm doing recently, but I've heard that just reach out directly to the CEO of the company you want to work at and say, Hey, I'm Jason. I'm a creative director or associate creative director, senior writer. I love what you do. I love this campaign that you've worked on. I love your company. I love your background. I love your thought process and I want to work for you. How do I make that happen? Like I've, I've done it twice now and both CEOs are like, this is incredible. So great of you. Thank you for writing. Talk to this person and see what we can do. Uh, the CEO is probably not going to give you a job, but they're going to give you the right direction. And if the CEO is telling somebody, another person at the company that you should talk to this person, the person's going to listen. So it's, what's it going to hurt? <laughs> right. And you'll, 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 so I do that. I do that as well for my re- re- freelance recruitment contracts, which I've, which I've, yeah. um, which I've got rid of now, but I always reached out to the CEO first and it was like, you might bump heads with the recruitment team and they might go, you know, oh, yeah. go down the proper channels, but who gives a shit? I mean, ultimately you're going to get <laughs> what you want. You're going to get an intro from the most powerful person in the business. So it's, it's definitely helpful. Exactly. Q CEOs around the world getting like 4,000 <laughs> emails today. <laughs> New York was probably quite a difficult place to live in as a, a young 20 odd year old, impressionable guy in the marketing ad space presumably in terms of the lifestyle that comes with that can you tell us a little bit about what it was what it was like because this industry is is i guess got the whole thing attached to it of like work hard play hard right oh yeah and work hard play hard the the hours were crazy it was a lot of hours always over time working on the weekends but the play hard aspect was also like I said before, I was always looking for fun, looking for a good time, looking for hanging out with friends and drinking some beers. And I was working on beer brands and alcohol brands. And yeah. I mean, I was I was getting shipped around the country to Catalina Island for whatever USA. I was I went to Coachella for for another brand <laughs> and just having fun. So it it was a lot of work, a lot of planning. We took months to plan out Coachella stuff just from, or whatever USA stuff from shots that we were taking from on top of buildings to meeting with Snoop Dogg and like just crazy stuff. We planned it all out. And then when we got there, it's like, let's do this and every night party. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's a lot like Mad Men with a little less sexism. <laughs> yeah. 
see, I was going to, I was going to reference Mad Men, yeah, because I love that. Like, I'm massive, like massive, massive fan of a show. It must be hard to, I guess, stay like conscious of what's happening fitness wise when you're in that state of just like, working, drinking, working, drinking, working, drinking. Oh, we spoke, we spoke before the the podcast about a story, and I hope you like, I hope you you you'd be able to share it with like with the dads who are listening. But this years of kind of partying and culminated in putting on quite a lot of weight for you didn't it yeah and this this was this was a recent thing which like you said earlier you can do this stuff you can you can do it you just have to do it yeah it's i guess i don't know the the beginning of the year right around the new year i i went to the dmv or, or whatever it's called the the motor vehicle place to transfer my new york license to a danish license and I got up there. I got to get my picture taken and the kid took the picture, shot it up on a screen, said, is that okay? And I looked at this picture and I was like, geez, I, I look horrible. Like my face was round and just, I, I just, I felt, I looked gross. I felt like I looked gross. I didn't feel healthy. And it was the first time in my life that I like really accepted that, oh, I'm getting old. Things aren't, I'm not taking care of myself. And the guy's like, do you want to take another picture? And I said, yes, please. Maybe, maybe it's just that. Maybe I need another picture. So took another picture, looked at it, and I looked exactly the same. And he said, is that one okay? And I said, I guess that's just what I look like now. And that that phrase right there was the one that was like, shit, <laughs> I need to do something. And I guess that's that's another part of what we're getting into. I I saw that felt that went home got on tiktok i was scrolling through tiktok and all these cold bathing videos started popping up on my feed and i was like i want to try that let's see what happens with that did you <laughs> did that, you know at that point when you went to the dmv this is the driver is it driver medical services or something uh, in the states department of motor vehicles but oh, like in denmark it's something called something completely different but yeah know. yeah <laughs> Did you, did you like, were you, were you conscious that you were like too heavy at that point? Were you, did no. you know, or do was I, it just I, a lifestyle? I think, I think you're reading the book because <laughs> these, some of these questions sound like some of the stuff, but like there was hardcore denial all the time. And, yeah. and I think dads, especially, I think all of us, you walk past like mirrors and stuff and you catch a glimpse of yourself and you say, that's just the mirror that looks like that, not me, that mirror is weird or the reflection on the building's weird or whatever the thing is that you're like, that wasn't my gut rolling over. That was just the shirt <laughs> flapping weird. Like we, we give all these excuses and deny that like we're not taking care of ourselves. And it's crazy how much we can, can just let slide. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's 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 mad. I do it, and I still do it today. To be honest, you <laughs> kind of give yourself a free pass at times, and really, like, yeah. I'm I'm just too heavy at the moment. Like, there's just no, I'm too heavy for, for where I should be. And so, yeah, put the takeaway down, put the sweets away, or yeah. not as often at least, and 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 do something about it. But I, so so you've gone away. They've taken your picture from sixty different angles, including you led on tables like Swedish model style to try and get the best angle possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. 
and then you you've gone home and it's just a like a massive like coincidence presumably that you've gone on tiktok and and discovered cold bathing or maybe you've seen it before and and it's just kind of come back again but yeah. why did you choose cold bathing as the thing like i think conventionally people just put the running trainers on and go right i'm just going to start running yeah or go to the gym three times a week five times a week whatever you you took a slightly different route and you probably <laughs> you did train alongside it but i mean what what's what what was the reason like cold bathing taking a plunge why did that happen above anything I, else i have goosebumps about what i'm about to say so this is this is a great question dads please listen to me when i say this i am included in this I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I think that so many of these books and so many of these projects and plans and diets and all this stuff, they're so meticulously thought out and planned and said, this is what you do. This is what you have to do. And this is how it works. Every single follow the steps. It's that easy. I felt like shit. I looked like shit. I wasn't happy. I didn't know what I was doing. And on February 2nd of this year of this year, I was like, I'm going to start cold bathing. I'm going to get a bucket and get in some cold water and see what it does. What came out of that is the book. What came out of what I went through is what cold feet is and how I put this plan together and how I lost 33 kilo over the past five, six months. And what I did, like, I'll, I'll give the book away. I'll give the, the thought process and how it works away for the first month. I did nothing about my weight. I didn't think about it. I just got in cold water every single morning for one month. And that month kind of broke me down and gave me the discipline to say, okay, I can do hard stuff. I can do hard stuff. I can get in cold water. It Every, every single time, guys, every single time you get in cold water, it sucks. I got in two hours ago, three hours ago. It sucked today too. Every single time it sucks. It hurts. It's not pleasant, but getting out is pleasant and it the 2.5 times dopamine and all the fun stuff that they they tell you about look into cold bathing benefits and all that but like it's true every time i get out i have that win i started today got in the cold water it sucked i got out and then i got rocking ready to go i'm doing this podcast i got work i got all kinds of stuff going on and that's that's how it kicked off then after like three weeks of it about that i was like all right what's the next step i got to do something to take the next moves like getting in cold water today every day isn't gonna make me lose all this weight and i was up i was up over 270 270 pounds something like that mm -hmm. and i guess today i'm right at 199 so it's craziness anyway so the second month i was like all right my eating is crap it's just garbage like if i get happy if i get sad if i get mad if i get whatever i'm gonna go get some caramel i'm gonna get some chocolate i'm gonna get some chips something greasy something gross i just need something to to celebrate or commiserate whatever that thing is that i'm doing so for month two i was like all right i'm gonna keep cold bathing and i'm gonna do omat which is one meal a day i needed to reset my entire eating process because it just sucked. Like I wasn't taking care of myself, so it needed reset. And again, this is just my, like how my brain worked. I was like, I'm just gonna do this. So for one month I had 23 hour fast, 23 hour of no eating. And then one hour a day, I would eat whatever I wanted. If that was eight tacos, if that was a pizza, if that was whatever, I just did one meal. And as the month progressed, I started thinking about how the foods affected me, how I felt throughout the month. And 
I started adding into that one hour, more protein, more meat, less carbs, less chips, less candy, less garbage, and just focusing on as much as I could to really go healthy, eat more vegetables, more like stuff that's actually going to help me. And then by the end of the month, the crazy thing that happens is you don't, you figure out and understand that you don't need garbage. You don't need to eat all the time. You don't need garbage all the time. And I saw that my, my weight started dropping month three. I started really moving into fitness. I started moving into good meal. Well, not good meals. I still ate shitty, but smaller portions of better foods <laughs> instead of three rounded meals or whatever. I would have like protein bars, protein in the morning. I'd have no sugary drinks. Like I don't have soda or anything like that. I now drink strictly black coffee instead of my previous sugar-induced coma of coffee. It was, it was bad. I'm looking uh, to my left, which is basically what I'm seeing. The sugar-induced yeah. <laughs> coma version. Yeah. And I miss it, but I also don't miss... The all the way yeah. yeah and then and like just moving forward after in that third month it was making intelligent decisions but being able to make those decisions because the cold bathing really sparked that you have the strength to do this omad really sparked the you don't need to eat all this garbage and moving forward is you can do these things to help your body help your help your mind help your everything and the biggest thing that i can share that I wrote in the book a little bit about this, but guys hear this is workout snacks. I know there's a lot of, a lot of people who are like, you need to do an hour lifting in the morning an hour lifting in the evening. And that's how you do it. That's the only way. No, screw that. I have a pull-up bar between my office door and the, mm -hmm. the other room. And when I started, I could hardly do a pull-up. But every time I walk into my office, every time I walk out of my office, do a pull-up. These days, I can do five, ten pull-ups. <laughs> I know, it's <laughs> craziness, no, five, ten pull-ups. But doing just one pull-up, walking out, you can do that. If you can do half a pull-up, but you realize that after, I think it was after four or five days, I was like pulling the whole way up. And I was like, oh, shit, I couldn't do that a few days ago. And just snacking, snacking on stuff. Like I have my my little roller thing for, I don't know what they're called when you stretch out. I have parallette bars over here so I can do dips and stuff. I do push-ups, but just small little things that you can kind of start the movement toward doing a workout every day a little bit. The little stuff adds up because like another thing that I was in this breathwork class and they said, if... If you get into breath work and somebody says every morning you have to do this for an hour on day three, on day four, you're going to stop doing it. You're not going to do it for an hour. It's just not going to happen. But if if your morning routine's five minutes, you might do that. If you do five minutes of push-ups at lunch, you're probably going to do that instead of like this pressure and stress and all that for things. But I mean, Nathan, now, now I'm doing like on Saturday, I think I'm going to run a half marathon just to run a half marathon, but like, it's the progression of these little tiny things got me to this point to say, Oh, I can run without stopping that long. That's insanity. <laughs> like right. it builds into it. It's not an overnight thing. And that's another thing that, I mean, especially me, I'm like I said before, looking for like happiness and, and joy and quick, like 
grabbing that, that positive stuff. I want that in now. I don't want to wait for anything. I want it to happen now, but like this progression's taken months, but even the, the months is faster than I think it should have been. <laughs> Do you, so I think most dads, most people, but let's keep it like relative to dads. Yeah. I think most, most dads have a problem with playing down their achievements and they look at people of a similar age perhaps and think they're achieving more, like they're making more progress, it's happening quicker for them and, and they lose sight of of context. And I think when when that happens, you you naturally play down the milestones on on the journey. And so I wanna know, because we've spoken about like this all or nothing concept on on a podcast with one of the coaches and basically the, the, the overriding like thesis is this, it's like pointless to go all in on day one because it, like you said there, you just won't stick to it. It's too much of a yeah. change way too quickly. So on day one, if you just said to yourself, I'm going to jump in the ice bath for five minutes every day, I'm going to follow it up with a one-hour gym session, and I'm going to go with OMAD from day one. Like you probably would have given up by the end of week one. Presumably. Yeah, we wouldn't We wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. And so I'm – but the, the dopamine, the impact of getting in the ice bath on – day one and you probably remember it pretty vividly when you when you got in and when you got out that probably gave you the same feeling of completing the half marathon so it's all yeah. relative isn't it yeah and i i just think i'll just speak for myself but just dads in general i feel like i feel like it's hard for us to get those wins because yeah. life gets so repetitive like wake up take care of the kid go to work pay the bills play with the kid, eat dinner, watch TV, go to bed every day forever. And it's just, we don't get those, those wins other than watching our kids win. We don't get them for ourselves because we either think that we don't deserve it, or it just needs to all be specific, like push to the family. And I think what I've seen, especially over the last few months is if we take care of ourselves, we can take care of our family better. If we take care of ourselves, and get our mind in the right place, we can use that mind for our family. Like it, it all balances each other out. So I, I think that, like I said, a lot of us focus so much on, I need to do this because it's the way that it's always been done instead of, I need to help me so I can help everybody. So. Well, you, you've got, you've got one child mm -hmm. who is 19 months old. Yeah. Right around there. Ish. Yeah. Before we wrap this episode about I want to speak I want to speak more about the the psychological impacts and the difference in your mindset between kind of 2022 when I guess your child was what just over just over one mm -hmm. and and that time before like your child had hit one so the first kind of 12 13 14 months of their life versus today like what how, what what's the difference in you from a from a mindset perspective because we've spoken about the physical stuff, you've lost a lot yeah. of weight, you're eating better, you're doing all this this great physical activity. Like psychologically, how are you feeling? So much better. First, I want to thank Anna, my wife. She has helped me a lot on the psychology side of things and shared with me a lot of knowledge, especially in, in raising Jameson and just giving me a lot of things to think about. So big thanks to her. Thanks, honey. And I think just a lot of, I've read just a ton of stuff about psychology and, and growing and aging and, and all that kind of thing. So I'm trying to bring everything together. And the output is that 
I can be more patient. I can be more present. I can be more understanding. I, I think that a lot of dads just have this generational knowledge that's stuck in their head. Like if I don't do this, I'm going to get yelled at. If I don't do this or that, I'm bad. If I just all the stuff that we've been told our whole lives, like if you don't do this, you're going to get smacked on the butt. And I'm learning that just for Jameson specifically, like the things that he's doing right now, that my brain says, this is how you respond to that. You raise your voice and you get angry and you say, don't ever do that. Doesn't help him. And his mind needs my help to move forward. So everything that I'm doing, I'll get back to the point, everything that I'm doing from ice bathing to working on myself, to reading to all this stuff is giving me a lot more patience to help him get where he needs to be. So I'm, a different guy from a year ago across the board. I know I know it feels quite dramatic and it, it definitely sounds dramatic, but like there's a massive, like almost a generational impact shift happening probably right before your eyes where Jameson will grow up, potentially have kids of his own and take these behaviors forward, which just like that, 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 like that gives me goosebumps thinking about that. It's just crazy to think that yeah. these little subtle changes, you <laughs> you go into get a picture taken and realizing actually I'm overweight and then going on TikTok to start like ice bathing is the thing that triggered a whole new set of behaviors, which yeah. then your little guy is going to take forward into his life. It's just mad, isn't it? It's, it's, cr- I got goosebumps again. I mean, dads, dads out there, you got to think about this. Your dad or your grandpa, when they were kids, getting the shit beat out of them from their parents because they weren't doing stuff right. And probably you, me, our generation getting slapped on the butt or the face or whatever. And the next generation not getting touched and just working with their brain and the way that they're growing up, what's his generation going to be like? It's, it's craziness. Like just the difference that, that we're, we're making right now. It's mad. And this, this is like, like this is the whole thesis of that of diversity and it's about how we can improve the life of, of our kids and, and what we can do for them going forward. And that's just like an incredible example of it. Of course, like, you know, fundamentally I want to help help dads create a better life for themselves because that that fuels all of this stuff. And and like that story for me is just like the epitome of of what I'd love to see dads go on to achieve who are in a who are in a bad spot because it's doable, isn't it? And we you you've broken down very clearly the steps that you've taken. It doesn't need to be a giant leap on day one. It could just be a little step. And hopefully, dads who listen to this take that on board. What what's the kind of on the spot on one of those really irritating questions? What what what's the kind of one bit of advice that you would share with with dads on your journey that they need to kind of look out for and and be conscious of? I guess again, my my social is crazy. I've put a video out every day of my almost every day of my journey from starting yeah. this and on TikTok, the, right? TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all the, all the fun stuff. Cool. Cool. And I, this one day I was like, all right, there's, there's 1,440 minutes in a day, every day there's 1,440 minutes. And at the time I was getting in the ice bath for five minutes, five minutes out of 1,440 minutes is nothing. But it changed my day every time I did it. Guys, it's not about taking these huge bites. It's that stupid phrase saying, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Like it's tiny little things and those tiny little changes and a few push-ups here and a full pull, few pull-ups there. And then 
like it just gets better. It gets better and better and better. And you're not going to see the difference in a few days. But when you, for me, I have the video from day one, being able to look back at that is insanity. And like, yeah, I, you saw the pictures, like it's crazy the difference that a few months can make. And, and another thing, I think I did this, I'm a crazy person and I dove into it so hard. You don't have to go as fast as I did, <laughs> but if you want to read the book and it'll tell you how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get that. We'll get that. Yeah, we'll get definitely get that in front of in front of it, dads as well. I, uh, oh man, well look, that that's crazy. It's episode <laughs> episode one, and and uh, you know, just on on the point there about you remembering and having video one. There's a kind of nice little sub element to this, which is more of an observation, kind of less of a talking point, I guess. But like, how cool will it be for for Jameson to look back at, at all of those videos? in the future yeah when he's like 20 25 and just seeing his old man do his do his thing and trying to inspire others that's just crazy isn't it yeah i'm excited for that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah in in the book you i'm sure you'll get there i have parts that i write directly to him so like yeah i i hope he reads it i hope he loves it i hope he sees that i want to do this for him <laughs> yeah yeah but we're we're in danger of getting into an emotional part of the conversation, which I don't gel well with. And so let's oh wrap it up. That could be episode two, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't want tears on day one, Jason. That'd be a disaster. But uh, my friend, thank you. Thank you so much for that. I am a huge, huge fan of your work. And uh, I really, really hope, and I'm sure dads who listen to this will, will feel inspired to to make some small changes. Thanks, man. And yeah, Thanks. reach out if you, if you need. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah.